0: This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. This morning, we are here with Christy Neidhart, who is a local realtor savant. Is that the word? Or you probably wouldn't use that, but. Uh, consultant.
1: Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't... Okay, we'll,
0: be- we'll back it down okay. just a little bit. But, um, one of the things that we're doing is we're exploring, uh, the world of COVID and how it has really affected virtually everything. And I've come up with sort of this analogy that it's a uh, like a game of whack-a-mole at Chuck E. Cheese. And you, you hit three of those rats down and another one's popping up in the corner. And you just don't realize how far reaching and how much everybody has to change and adapt to this world. And real estate is such a huge part of our life here in Annapolis, Nanny Arundel County. And we thought that it was going to be a, a great time to talk to you, find out you know, what's happening, A, in the real estate market, B, how you're doing, how the market's doing, and how you're dealing with COVID. Because I mean, it's got to be really different for you. Sure.
1: Yes. Sure. Well,
0: what, what, is, what is your background? I mean, you, you've come here from Nebraska and you're, you know, but you, you <laughs> are a lifelong...
1: Way, all the way from Smyrna Park. Yes. Okay.
0: And you've been selling real estate for... Uh,
1: going on 18 years.
0: Oh, wow. Great. Okay. Um, what got you into real estate?
1: I actually started in the environmental realm. So I went to Virginia Tech and went to environmental resource management with my college degree, and thought I was gonna go into wilderness therapy with high school students, take them out in the woods, teach them a different way of life. And I got out of college and joined AmeriCorps. So I jumped into some service, so kind of like domestic version of the Peace Corps right. here in the US. Sure. And I was a volunteer coordinator for our local Chesapeake Children's Museum working with Debbie Wood. Sure, Debbie. Yeah. And uh, so I set up their volunteer program for them, made it formalized. And then I was asked to stay a second year of service and do help other folks build other um, volunteer programs across the state of Maryland. So I did that for two years. And then I loved it so much. Instead of going back to school, I jumped into um, Hands On Baltimore, which is an innovative volunteer center in Baltimore City which is primarily geared on having a, a menu of like 30 different projects a month that young volunteers in the city could do. So we had a bunch of volunteers from T. Rowe Price and uh, lots of the local commu- um, companies down that way. I did that for eight years. Um, my last year with City Cares Organizations was in New York City. And in New York City, they had the largest City Cares Organization, um, Innovative Volunteer Center like that. And I started, I went up on a Sunday with an air mattress and a suitcase. Monday was my first day at work. And then Tuesday was 9-11. 11 and so uh, my, my world shifted, like most, most folks, it's a pivoting point in life. Sure. And I decided instead of fundraising and begging for money, um, for causes that I believed in, I wanted to get into a business where I could earn enough money to give back to the things I cared about. So I would do a complete shift in that way and decided I'm never leaving Maryland again. My family's here. My life is here. Um, husband, dogs, parents, brother, all of that good stuff. Um, so came back and I taught kickboxing for a year, actually, when I decided to try and figure out what to do with life and what business to get into. And I thought I was going to flip houses. I'm like, Oh, I've got all these great connections from Habitat for Humanity and these other projects (laughs) we've been doing and a little, you know, on a $40,000 nonprofit salary, it's tough to get up and running with something like that. But I got my license and I, um, sat in, in park at what was then champion realty. For a year and I had to sit desk duty and reluctantly I was like, fine, I'm not going to, you know, take clients out. I just want to flip houses and, but did that. I, a client walked in. I helped her find a house overlooking the Severn River on Rio Lane in Savannah Park and fell in love with real estate. And I've been doing this for 17 years, 18 years. Going you know, on. there's,
0: there's nothing yeah. wrong with doing something that you're really passionate about. And I mean, and I think it's great that you, you fell into it, if you mm-hmm. will. Yeah. And it was, wow, okay. I, I can do this. I can do it well. And I like to it. I mean, it's great when you go to work in the morning with a smile on your face as opposed to, you know, pulling on your pants and trudging out the door and going, oh, <laughs> man, another day at the office. This stinks. Yeah. Um, but you're also involved locally in the parole rotary and yes. I know they've, uh, operate one of my favorite little, I wouldn't say as charity because they're a whole part of it, but one of their programs is the books for international goodwill. Mm-hmm. And I know, um, you know, every six weeks you've got the, the book sale yeah. and my little secret that I tell all my friends is that you don't realize, but they also have vinyl. They've got a pretty good selection of uh record albums That's true. As, <laughs> as well as that is that's coming back. So it's really, you know, pick it up for a buck or, yeah. or less. And it's, uh, Wonderful. But if anybody has books that they want to get rid of, I will suggest go over to, they're on uh, Defense Highway, Uh, just before the 97 or maybe it's Route 50 overpass on the left side. It's where the gymnastics place is.
1: First class is back there, maybe? I believe that's the name of it. It's 451 Defense Highway.
0: Okay. It's It's in one of the industrial parks. Yes. And they've got a shed there that's open twenty four seven. You can put books in there. So if you have books to get rid of do that, and every six weeks, look for the sales to go because you can get some books just for some tremendous deals, and it helps world literacy.
1: It does, yeah. The book sales are anywhere from 50 cents for kids' books up to two dollars for hardbacks, and those sales generate between 10 to 14,000 dollars each time we do them. And we use those funds to ship containers of books to requested. Um, building libraries across the country or across the world, I should say, not the country, but in the world. So we have a, our last shipment went to Nigeria. We've got one coming up. That's going to the Ukraine. Um, we had one recently that went to Mongolia and we're going to have a guest speaker with the Mongolian recipient of the, the oh, fantastic. Guest of books is going to come talk to our Rotary club uh, next Tuesday. So, that's uh,
0: and, yeah. and what, what you do with the books? I mean, the ones that are, we'll say saleable that you feel uh-huh. probably you'll try to sell them here. Yes. And, um, the ones that There might be a textbook that may not sell real good here, but it'd be just absolutely like gold someplace that wants to learn about biology or whatever it may be is fantastic.
1: Absolutely. In various trades and yes. And we've almost reached 9 million books donated worldwide. What was that number again? 9 million. Holy mackerel. You're like 8.9 million right now. Yep.
0: Holy mackerel! Well, there is a big day coming up on Halloween. Yes. Um, before you go out trick or treating, if we do go out trick or treating, as <laughs> yes, it is, um, but what what's going on at, at Big or Books for National Goodwill?
1: So, from you nine, got your
0: rotary hat on now. As yes, thank you.
1: <laughs> I appreciate that. From nine to noon, we're going to be accepting book donations at Big, and also doing a—it's called Just One Sweater. Um, Lisa Sobrowski has started this movement where if you have gone through your winter clothing and sorted through and you've got some things to donate, please bring them with you as well. Um, We're also taking hats, gloves, coats, um, any kind of warm clothing. Socks. Socks too, yes. <laughs> Gently used all, and, and please clean them before bringing. Um, but those will be donated to local um, churches and food pop-up food pantries. The one at Tyler Heights Elementary School is going to get some of the donations as well. So they'll be dispersed across the Annapolis landscape. Well, it
0: really is, a anytime is a perfect time to do that. But this year in particular, I mean, we are faced with hunger a little bit more going with the pandemic, uh, homelessness, uh, you know, housing insecurity, food insecurity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all a real problem. And it's not just for, you know, it's happening to your neighbors. It's happening uh, all over. So if you can do that, and I know I've got a couple sweaters still in the back of my car that I've got to drop off
1: oh, thank um, you. at
0: one of the boxes, which is one of the partners with the hashtag just one sweater. Yes. <laughs> and, um, and there's also a shredding uh, element of that too, so you can bring yes. stuff to shred.
1: I did forget that, and then we'll recycle the shredding material. Yes, right.
0: So. right. Is there a limit or anything on the shredding? People have asked me about that. There is maybe. not. Yes. No. Bring it all. So you just bring a, a banker's box full of old bank statements and
1: and we'll dump them some in. Some politicians' can watch tax
0: refund, tax returns, <laughs> or something like that, and we'll take care of it. <laughs> Try to stay with that. But, um, <laughs> That's why I said yeah. it. Okay, you know, and I didn't specify which politician. Right.
1: But was.
0: Let's put on your switch hats a little bit here and talk talk about um, real estate. We know where you came from and everything, but what is the real estate market like now? I mean, I know we hear buyers' markets and sellers' markets, and yeah, is it is the market still robust or are you sitting at home twiddling
1: your thumbs? I have never worked harder than this year, honestly. <laughs> And we're just made to like the top five in volume for the county. So we're definitely up there, but we've done, I think 40% more business this year than last year. And that's due to, it's definitely a seller's market out there. So we have a lot of breaking records for neighborhoods with price points and um, competitive offer situations. So if you're trying to buy a house right now, you're often competing against uh, anywhere from three to 15 other contracts. So there are people bidding as well. Um, And that's, what's causing the prices to go up and rise. So we're at, I did the numbers really quickly. We're about 60% less inventory than the same time last year and 10% higher in the number of contracts being written and houses being sold. Oh wow! So we have very little inventory to fulfill the demand. So we were down from Back in 2005, 2006, when the market just, you know, ballooned sure. like crazy, back then we had a, a 30 day supply of inventory. Right now we have like a 28, 29 day supply of inventory. So wow. we're back to those levels of, and we're seeing those kinds of price increases again as well.
0: well I know Next the area's work. got, uh, Arundel County mm-hmm. is, and is that primarily where you're,
1: Where your playground is? Yes.
0: (laughs) Uh, I mean, you're not out in. I mean, I guess you could. Obviously, you're licensed by the state, but you could go to Columbia, but that's just not really your forte.
1: Yeah. About ninety percent of what we do is Anne Arundel County focused. We do a little bit into Queen Anne's on uh, Kent Island, and we do a little bit into Howard County because schools are very similar. Right. But yeah.
0: But I I know in Anne Arundel County we've got a vast. You you use a real term, the inventory, but you've got the. uh, a vast range of things you've got affordable condos and you know, mm-hmm. depending on which part of the area you're in. And, um, I think on the high end, you got a $29 million monastery. Yes. So I think that's probably <laughs> the, the top one that's out there now. Yeah, And I mean, where, what is selling? Is it everything or is it just, are you finding it's,
1: it, it is little everything. So, um, Especially in the lower price points where there, there are more people who can, um, are comfortable with payments. Um, so anything under 800,000, um, especially below 500,000 is very competitive right now. So as soon as it comes on, even before it comes on, sometimes you have sight unseen offers that come in. So before you can even see the house, they want to, put a bid in and often yeah. over ask price. It's, it's funny, funny last
0: weekend, I've just uh, stumbled up to main and market and uh-huh. a friend I hadn't seen in a while was there. He says, Oh, sit down and eat. And we're just catching up and everything else. And he said that he lives down in Annapolis Cove. And mm-hmm. he said that uh, one morning there's this, <laughs> he's like, and it was, it was a realtor saying that I've got somebody that's interested in your house. And he says, well, it's the <laughs> it's one next, the one next door that's for sale, not this one, you know, yeah. the one that has the sign. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, yeah, we know, but they've got like six offers in on that one. Um, and we're interested in knowing whether you'd be interested in selling. And he's like, well, my wife's in Florida and I don't really, you know, yeah. no. Uh, and she said, well, here, here's my card. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if, if it changes, talk to your wife and whatnot. And, and I mean, he's fairly older. He's at the point where he's looking to retire and maybe, you know, sell, sell his business. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, that's uh, I mean, that's yeah. gutsy for a realtor to, you know, to do the <laughs> phone calling. But again, that sort of speaks to your point that it's with, yeah. you know, with unsolicited offers, people's like, Hey, I'll just buy your house.
1: It's uh-huh. happening quite a bit. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. But the, other, the flip side of that is that we often, when I, meet with someone who wants to list their house and they say, well, the, you know, the values are going crazy. So let's jump ahead and like, go, go for above the market because we're going to get it anyway. And I said, well, that's often a mistake and we've, it's been tested and it, it, it often works in reverse. So if you price the home where we know it can appraise, so we look at the proven values around it and know that we can get to this number. And then, you know, you're going to get competitive offers. What we do is a technique. We say, okay, the winning bid is this, it's about 30 grand over list price if we can counter back to them and say, if you will make up the difference if it doesn't appraise above the list price, we'll defend the list price, but anything above that, you would have to make up in cash if it doesn't appraise. We're getting that left and right. And that's how we get the the values to go up higher. And then the next house gets to use that as an appraised value and gets to push up higher. So it's not being overly uh, aggressive with the pricing off the the gate, but that's how we get the aggressive pricing is to to start conservatively.
0: Interesting. I read an article recently and they were talking about it was mostly like new construction, uh-huh. uh, and they were saying that they've had to change the way they're doing, that the people are no longer looking for the five-bedroom home with the the den and the dining room, mm-hmm. be it, but they want maybe a three-bedroom home, um, and two of those bedrooms that would have been bedrooms are now converted into home offices, so or maybe true. into a gym or something like that. And that's sort of as a result. I mean, are you finding that that's sort of in the res- in the resale market as well? That people are
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. We're seeing people convert formal dining rooms into office space too. So, cuz you don't use it very often and right. you know if that makes sense uh to do that. So, Right. Yes. I can do
0: it for 363 <laughs> days a year as an office or 2 days a year yeah. for a- <laughs> for a dining room. Well, that's, and, and obviously I imagine technology is coming out. I mean, we are now, everybody is now to a position where we're all working from home. I have jokingly said that I would hate to be uh, Edward St. John sitting on 10 million square feet of commercial office space as every one of his tenants is sitting here saying, well, geez, you know, we can do this at home. Uh, my daughter works for a company that just rented three floors at 30 Rock in Manhattan.
1: Oh. <laughs> and um,
0: and And they're at home. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, just out of curiosity, I did Mm -hmm. the, uh, I looked around and Googled and found out what the square footage was on that. And I'm like going, Oh, there's a CEO that's just not in a good, not in a good mood once a month when he has to write that check. Yes. Um, so I just, uh, you know. Working from home is just an abs- absolute huge thing. And then I'd imagine gyms as well. I mean, I'm hesitant mm-hmm. to go to the gym and we've got
1: kids working,
0: you know, working from home, it seems. So it's, uh,
1: doing school from, from- home. Yep.
0: What's so- who's buying the houses? Is it, is it families? Is it?
1: It is often, uh, we have a lot of movement from D.C. and Montgomery County coming this way. For getting the exact away for,
0: reason. Getting away, for getting away from the population centers. Well, and...
1: not so much. They don't have to commute anymore. So why live in- Why do it? Why do it? Why live in a place where you have to be stuck in traffic all the time? Why not be somewhere where you can look at the water, right? And just enjoy life more, um, just a little bit more relaxed pace. So we're seeing a lot of movement this way, which is part of what's driving our market currently. If I could harp on that. So our waterfronts are amazing right now. So- In 2019, between a million and 1.5 million on the water, we sold 69 homes countywide, like the whole county. That was the number of homes, waterfronts it sold. In 2020, so far it's 118. Holy mackerel. So almost doubled. Well, we're we're not done with the
0: year. We're in a great county. I mean, I think we're the the county that has the most waterfront of anyone in the state of Maryland with all the the, the
1: tributaries, the the creeks creeks. and the rivers and
0: and everything else. So I think it's... um, and that makes sense when you say they're moving out of there because uh, you know why? You know, okay, yeah, let's go into DC for a night out and maybe to the Kennedy Center or whatever it is, as opposed to living there and taking the metro. Okay, so we'll just be inconvenienced and drive in once a, mm-hmm. once a month or once a quarter. Yep, even. which makes all the sense in the world. I mean, are you primarily selling waterfront? I mean, is that like uh, obviously? I think that's probably every realtor's <laughs> it's you a know, dream. Yeah, you, you know, I, I mean, we all we all there's there's, there's only one monastery. Okay, so right. you know, <laughs> and 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 we get that that that's you know sort of. But I mean, is, is waterfront really, um, is this area, obviously it supports it, but is this, mm-hmm. the, is this the real attraction to housing in the area in Anaroma County is the waterfront?
1: It definitely is. And water privileges too. So a lot of amazing community beaches around as well. So those, those communities definitely have a premium. Everyone's are landlocked for sure. Um, interesting. I could also say with the waterfronts above three and a half million in 2019, we had five total that sold. This year so far, we've had ten total that have sold, so we've doubled that as well. And demographically, um, I think the the other five are coming from not only DC but also New Jersey and New York. So we're seeing some movement coming down. This oh, weekend. Keep those well.
0: guys from Jersey and New York out of here. <laughs> come on, come on, Christy. You've got to stop that.
1: <laughs> well, but just it, it's been a tremendous movement in the upper end, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, I love waterfront. It's my passion. I grew up on the water on the Magathy, and my parents still live in the same house I was raised in. Um, it is about 25% of what we do. I would love for it to be 100%. Sure. Um, but I also want to serve everybody else, too. We do a lot in Davidsonville. We do a lot. Um, and other weather privileged communities. Our average sales price is about 660 at this point. And for the county, it's about 320 in general. Um, so we're about double that. So we, but we help the first time home buyers and help the people with an investment property too, all the way up to the multi-million-dollar waterfronts. And
0: you said missing properties uh, for mm-hmm. the Airbnb thing. Is, yes. that a, is that a huge?
1: It is quite a thing. Yeah. Especially if you're buying a second home on the water and you're looking at also what revenue can I generate while I'm not here? You know, there are certain seasons, and we talk about, sure, you know, back when things open up again, the boat shows are amazing to rent out for a couple weekends, and all the Naval Academy events and stuff. So uh, I,
0: I know it was crazy when I first moved down here. I had a friend of mine. I uh, lived in Black Walnut Cove, uh-huh. down off of Arundel on the Bay, and I had a, a neighbor that every year would rent out his house for um,
1: commissioning week. week, yeah,
0: and he had a standing thing. The uh, Country Inn and Suites by Carlson, which is over by Best Buy had just been built and he cut a deal with them to get their like King Suite, which would sleep his small family um, for that week. And he wouldn't go out of town. He would just rent the house out and it was, he was renting it out for like eight grand for the week. Wow. (laughs) And, and, and this is back in 1997 or so. Right. And I'm like, and he goes and he stays in this hotel. Mm -hmm. Which obviously the rent pays for the same. They they make make you breakfast every morning. There's an (laughs) indoor swimming pool. You know, what's not to like about this? Yeah. And then he's got enough money left over take the family to Disneyland and come back with a couple bucks in his pocket. I'm like, this is brilliant. It's
1: amazing. isn't it? <laughs> this is yeah. brilliant. Yeah.
0: And I think at the, the time you can rent it out, like for once a week or something without declaring like the income, because it's not a, uh,
1: I, or I not I don't know what that or... the laws keep changing and they're different yeah. legislation proposed and so forth. But just to know that kind of what you can do currently and know that that might change. Is, yeah. Is and you don't need to, to, look to look declare
0: it as a second job or an investment property because it's only a certain number of times of it since. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting because Airbnb has certainly changed the uh, hotel industry Yes. Uh, and, and turned that on its uh, on its ear there as well. If, if I said, Christy, i want the coolest house you got. What, <laughs> what, what, what house are you show me?
1: Um It's actually one that we have a, uh, we represent the buyer for if that's okay, but it's on the tip of Kent Island up at love point, literally okay. the, the route eight dead ends into this property. And, uh, it is just walls of glass of windows, just looking out on the bay. And it's a gentleman's moving from Northern Virginia and, um, just sold his townhouse down there. And he's like, you know what, if I can work from anywhere, I just want this view. And I'm like, this is a million dollar view. And the house he's getting it for under 800,000. Oh, wow. Well, and, um, which can is Ken Island It's get a little bit of money. I mean, Ken Island and whatnot.
0: Now, now, again, that's, uh, I'd yeah. imagine Ken Island prices, uh, the bridge used to be the big detractor. Mm-hmm. Right, And it was like, ooh, I just don't want to go over the bridge. And that's really sort of perhaps artificially kept those prices low. But now again, with the the work from home and everything else, I think you're finding that it's going to be increasing it there as well. I know um, I worked with somebody that was actually owned the Edgewater Fitness at one point on Mayo Road. Uh-huh. And he was like, how can I get people? He says, you would think this is the Berlin Wall when they hit the South River yeah. from Annapolis. They go there and they like, oh, no, my God, we can't. You know, That's like no man's land. We can't go there. Mm-hmm. And I timed it. I lived down near Bay Ridge. Yeah. And I timed it to get from my house onto a machine at Edgewater Fitness. I can do that faster than I could getting to 24-hour fitness at a town center. By the time like yeah. I got up there, I parked, I walked up the escalator and did the little you know right. things, and but it was just the weirdest thing in the world. People mm-hmm. just have that perception that this is not yeah. there, and the Bay Bridge as well. I mean, I've I've got a lot of friends that live out there, and they all say the same thing: it's it's not really that bad. Yes, I do, I, you know, in the summer I don't want to hit it at six o'clock on a Friday night. Right,
1: but, you just time time your trips and where you go, and but uh, yeah. but
0: other than that. Yeah. How is your business, I mean, how, how do you show me that cool house at the tip of love point, uh, in COVID, uh, I, you're not having open houses. You're not having, I imagine, or the, uh, or the traditional open house, if you will. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And
0: you're not having, you know, like the, I know realtors at one point used to have like the, the showing parties, if you will, where they bring uh-huh. in food and all the realtors would come in and uh, <laughs> eat, eat the food and have no interest in selling the house, but it was a frame, right. you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. But uh, is that I, I mean how do you how do you show homes? How do you deal with the the safety issue of showing sure. homes? I mean your your industry is I don't wanna say it's not safe, but I mean you you've got some inherent risks when yeah. you as an individual are meeting a virtual stranger yep. in an empty house.
1: And if you're selling your home, having people tour through your home too, right? So I often when I meet with someone for a listing appointment, I'll say, Do you wanna talk about values first or COVID procedures first? And I often get the COVID procedures. It's really A stress point for folks. They just want to get that know what that is first. So, what that is is um, we have everybody's required to wear a mask. We put a little sign on the door that says that, Um, and we ask that people keep their hands in their pockets as opposed to wearing gloves because gloves can be contaminated. But if you put your hands in your pockets, you're not touching anything in the home. And then we ask that just the agent open the door and you know anything else that they sanitize. We only allow three people through at a time, so we have an agent and two of the borrowers. Um, So trying to minimize extra people or, or kids who have more tendency to touch things and run around. So we have that going. And then um, we also limit, so only one party can view the house at a time. We used to have overlapping showings and love that because it's okay, an urgency. Right, right. But this is, you have a 45 minute time block to go see this house and then the next person can come in and take a look at it. On the seller side, we ask that they turn all the lights on in the house, open all the doors, even closet doors, just a little bit ajar. Again, less need to touch things, right? Right. When you're right. going through. And so that's, that's how we do things and do things as safely as possible. And then there are open houses. We do do open houses as long as it hasn't gone under contract first, which we keep having to cancel ours <laughs> because yeah. they, that happens. But, um, but yeah, you can have by CDC guidelines up to 10 people in a home at a time. Often our clients ask to limit that. And we, we offer that suggestion. We can have people wait outside till someone's done and then we can, you know, do the next party room.
0: I imagine it's gotta be hard to, for a, you know, for a real real estate professional that has been doing this for decades mm-hmm. to get used to that. It's like the, you know, okay, keep your hands in your pockets. And I, I mean, it's just, it's yeah. just a different shift on that. That's, uh,
1: it's honestly just a new habit, right? It, it's just, yeah. It, I, in the beginning of this, I said, we can either go through this or we can grow through this. And this has drastically changed our real estate industry, in my opinion, for the better across the board through this, we have much, almost everyone's doing virtual tours now. So you have a video ability to walk through a house, right? So you sure. can do that online. Um, we also do FaceTime or WhatsApp, um, applications. You can walk through a house and show someone the house, just the agent. Right.
0: Right. Can you show me under the sink?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We can do things via zoom. Like I have a good friend who's an agent. Um, and he was paralyzed 11 months ago in a motorcycle accident, Justin Disborough. And this, I'm like Justin. You have the whole industry figuring out how you can continue to do real estate right now. So you can sit at your desk in your chair and Zoom and do a listing appointment that way. Like you know, this is amazing. Yeah,
0: that's fantastic. Do you find that your that your people that are coming to tour the houses, they're actually coming to look at the houses with the technology? And obviously, you know, COVID plays into this, but. Uh, you know, when I bought my first house, I mean, there was, you know, here's, here's the flyer and it was printed in black and white on like probably day glow <laughs> orange paper. Right. Um, you know, now, I mean, I, I can, I can immerse myself in the room with, you know, virtual tours and, yeah. and you know, you've got, you know, I, any real estate I look at it has 70 pictures of every, every possible angle. Are you finding that the people that are actually coming out to the homes are more serious than a tire kicker that's just like looking for something to do on a Saturday afternoon?
1: Most definitely across the board. We still occasionally get some tire kickers. Um, I think people for a while are getting bored. I just wanted to get out and see some places too. Just go harass Uh, the realtor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, just for fun. But then often they'll they'll realize that, wow, you know, we really can, we can see what we can get for the money because now the interest rates are so low. Our payment's lower. Mm -hmm. We can spend a little bit more and oh my gosh. And then they become a serious buyer. So sometimes it's worth kind of going through that. Transition a little bit. Um, but yeah, as a, in general, folks are more serious about it because they're concerned about their own health as well. Like they don't want to be overexposed if they don't have to be. And, um, right,
0: yeah. right. I remember a funny story when I was married, my ex-wife and I were looking at a house and it was in a, a n- relatively new development. I think it was sort of at the end of the. The build cycle of the development and uh they had the model home sign out front but they had put it right on i guess right on the property line so we walked in and we're like hello hello and the realtor oh he must have gone out for lunch said let's go check it out let's look Mm -hmm. and we split up into different rooms and uh she's like in the kitchen i'm upstairs in the bedroom and i'm looking i was like you know they've done a real good job staging this house it really looks kind of lived in and i open up the closet and there's like clothes hanging in there and she opens up the refrigerator or something like that and it's like stock full and at the same minute on two different <laughs> floors of the house we're both going like oh my god it's not
1: the mom we
0: we're <laughs> in somebody's house <laughs> we go running out and we realize that the model was next door we just never told anybody about it it's just like okay we, <laughs> it was just the most mortifying thing uh-huh. was, like at the immediate same time we realized like oh yeah. hell <laughs> <laughs> this, this is not where we're supposed to be but Can, what what advice do you have for for somebody that's buying or selling now, obviously uh mm-hmm. the first round of advice is to go to kn-team.com which is <laughs> team.com. and you are Thank part you. of long and foster and
1: northrop realty a long and foster company okay.
0: yes and that's
1: they're based on Bestgate road right yes right across from naples mall okay 900 Bestgate road
0: very good Well, i know um Northrop uh, sponsors a lot of the home shows and I, I see there his, are his, 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 his signs all over there um, but what advice do you have for somebody that's buying or selling?
1: For selling just to reiterate that being overly aggressive with a price can backfire on you so remember that you have to also fight the appraisal value as well so to be cognizant of what it can appraise for price it there to be strategic in getting it above that and as high as possible um and hopefully not have to pay that in between the appraised value and and uh and, and the house value um for it, but also with selling a home we work with a lot of um folks who have been in their homes for 30 40 years who are deciding that now it's time to to right-size college, right size a it, so one level living seekers that um, they don't have to do as many improvements to the home right now. If there's very little that we're competing against, sometimes you don't have to repaint the whole house. Sometimes you don't have to definitely still have to declutter and some, some other key things, but, um, less fixing up to, to maximize value in certain cases, not all the time, but in certain cases, Sure.
0: the avocado green appliances might need yeah. to be, uh, <laughs> you know, might need to but, be,
1: but we walk people through and say, if you did these things, here's approximately what do it would cost. and get quotes from contractors for that. And then here's the return on it. So they can make a decision. Do we want to keep things the way they are, or do we want to invest some time and, and dollars into making it um, a little right. bit better to get a better gain in the end? So we kind of walk everyone through that. Um, for buying, when you're competing against multiple people, it's one to be ready. So to have all of your financial documentation, all with a lender and make sure that you're pre-approved and know what payments are for different price points. Um, and then it's, it's to really have someone savvy looking out for you who can know to suggest things like we have different ways of doing home inspections. It's always the same inspection, same inspectors. But at the end, it's a different expectation for the seller. So if you want to be competitive, you want to say, well, we'll take your house as is with our right to terminate. We get to do all our inspections, but we're not going to ask you to change out a GFCI outlet or repair a small leak under sink or the punch list of things goes away. So it's easier on the seller, but you know, you're going to absorb that when you buy. Um, Also, if you're able to uh, make up the difference in cash above the list price between list price and appraised price. That eliminates that fear from the seller. That's a game changer. If you're able to do that, that's that's huge to win against the competition. And also it's to be aggressive off the bat with price. Um, there are things called escalation clauses, which means I know I'm competing, so I'm going to put in, we'll just pay a $1,000 over the next best offer as the net that, you know, we'll start at... It- Let's say 560 and we'll go up to 600 and only pay a thousand dollars above the next best offer. Well, the seller got to see you would pay 600. So then they want 600, right? Right. If it's below that. It just doesn't work out well. <laughs> so, right, right. It's, um, to, to not use those. Um, or if you do use one to, to make it a significant amount above, um, but showing, showing your hand, as we say, just if you want the house and you know you're competing, it's five other people. Put your best foot forward, you know, and just, just go for it all the way. And um, with those and a couple other techniques and making sure that the lender is a reputable one that the other agent knows about or has the ability to call and talk to, also to give some the comfort level of their financial ability. Um, all those things, sometimes a personal letter to can help um, say what they love about the house. And um, if you're selling your home you've had for many years and really care about it, it's a difficult transition. It's nice to know somebody else who really cares about your home that they're going to buy it. It's not just a commodity, right? right. So there's so many little tricks and techniques to, to employ, but you want someone who can assess the situation, know the other agent, know the, the community and guide with the best silver bullet to get you there. Well,
0: I, I will say, I mean, what, a lot of what you said certainly is true and it boils down to also to use a professional. And I'm always a, a, a component on that. I mean, yeah, I can buy TurboTax. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I'd rather have somebody stand, you know, I'd rather not come to like an IRS hearing with like a floppy disk in my hand saying (laughs) TurboTax said, right? Um, you know, I, I don't go to a, you know, my, my buddy who's, uh, you know, studying biology to diagnose a medical condition. Mm -hmm. And I, um, did a for sale by owner, uh, of a house up in Pennsylvania for, I think it was probably 20, 25 minutes at one time. <laughs> and it, I mean, it was, it was, it was crazy. We listed a, a, help or a for sale ad in the local paper yeah, and you know, we, the price and everything else. And it was coming back it was like half price and it, the phone calls. And, and I was like, literally it was 25 minutes. It was like, okay, just don't answer the phone if we don't know the number and we're hiring a realtor. And because you do know the ins and outs, you do know the market, you do know what the market will bear mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and you get to know people as you're working with them. I mean, if you bring a buyer to a transaction and you're working with the seller, I mean, you know, you, you know, you know, the personalities between the two people. You know, realtors can be your best friend in the world. I know we had one up in Pennsylvania that said, oh, I didn't, you know, we, we're not getting the offers because, you know, a lot of people really don't like the way your wife had this one bedroom painted. And I'm like, you know, I need you to tell me that I need to get a can of $5 white paint and right. <laughs> you know, and, and paint this room. I really, you know, I mean, this is our, we're trying yeah. to sell this house here. We're not trying to, uh, yeah. you know, audition for the next, uh, television Mm -hmm. reality show, um, all good advice, but, um, again, the best way to get in touch with you, kn-team.com. Yes. Okay. And, uh, Christy Neidhart. Now you said, you also mentioned before we got going that there is another event that is going on at the end of November or the middle of November.
1: Yes. November 21st. It's a Saturday. Um, so my team, there's four of us on the team, we're putting on a, a blood drive. And so we're asking people to sign up to give blood and we're going to be at the 900 Bestgate Road location. Okay. Um, you can go to our our website or to our Facebook page, and there's a QR code that you can just make an appointment to come in. Who's doing
0: Who's doing the blood drive? The hospital, or the yeah,
1: the Inland County, not hospital the Red Road. Cross. No. no See,
0: you can, know what? It's it's the funny. Medical Center. Yeah. It's funny. I don't like the Red Cross um, just because the times that I've tried to do it's just been such a hassle. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the forms and whatnot. And I have been on a cruise, the whole nine yards, yeah. and ultimately it was just. A real nightmare mm-hmm. to do, and the blood doesn't necessarily stay in the community. The, right. the Anne Arundel Community College or Anne Arundel, you know, Anne Arundel <laughs> Medical Center, if they uh, they take the blood, obviously that Anne Arundel is the first use of that. If correct, obviously something happens in DC or the, it needs to go someplace. It does, yeah. um, but I, I love the the hospital's bloodmobile, and I think that uh, again another thing that inside of uh, books from International Goodwill, that's another thing you should do is mm-hmm. get blood. I know. Uh, Wendy Winters from the Capitol was just a huge proponent of that, yes. and um, you know she had given I can't remember how many gallons of blood, but I have, uh, I do recommend that. That's November twenty first.
1: November twenty at- first, nine to twelve, at nine hundred Bestgate Road. We're also doing the Just One Sweater campaign. Okay. Hashtag Just One Sweater. And also, big book donations too. We'll have trucks to transport to the various places from the. You're sort of
0: merging it all there, right? Yeah. We have no why not? no, no
1: conflicts of interest going no. on here. So that's,
0: <laughs> if that, people that's...
1: are coming out, let's leverage the ability to give. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: How long have you been in the Rotary?
1: Uh, going on eight years, and this year I'm serving as president.
0: Regrets on that one?
1: No, not at all. No. I'm actually not yet. Blast. <laughs> yeah. So it's been so fun because we our average age is I think 72 in the club. I'm 48 or 47, and um, you're like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there. I got the decade. Leave me alone. Okay? <laughs> we, uh, so when COVID hit, we're like, you know, we're a high risk um, population in general, and so we wanted to meet through Zoom, but I knew that was going to be a challenge for a lot of folks. So we, I brought in um, a good friend Nicole Dolan, who's just great at systems, and um, she does a ton of volunteering and giving in the community as well. And she, one-on-one with each of our members, helped them log on to Zoom and get on. So we were all meeting that way. And then we just recently, about a month ago, started doing a hybrid meeting. So we were half people on Zoom, virtually, if you're comfortable, you want to stay there, right. and half in person at the Doubletree Hotel, Tuesday mornings for breakfast. And so we post on this big screen. We show everybody who's Zooming in. And then we do a screenshot or shot of the, the room so that people who are staying at home can see. You gotta get the
0: county schools to come hang out at your meetings on Tuesday and show, show them how it's done.
1: It <laughs> took a little while to figure out, but it's been amazing. And we've had um, really great attendance. We've actually had members who were snowbirding in um, in Florida were able to, to zoom in and, and be part of our meetings ongoing. And so it's just been nice.
0: Well, that's cool. It probably eases up on the uh, the meeting requirement.
1: Yes. <laughs> as, as well, be able,
0: be able as him. A, a good friend of mine just joined recently, Gene Deems.
1: Yes. Um,
0: and yeah. I know he's all excited to to jump in on that. I know he's uh, been he has a fan. Jumped of, in
1: with all four. Yeah, both. You Eden, know, you know he's he's and... got
0: like eight legs.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: <laughs> he, he doesn't jump in and off. He it's, he, yep. Gene is on or off. Yeah. Uh, he's all in. Yep. When we turn this off, I'll tell you a great story about the Lifeline 100 bike ride that we did okay. together. Awesome, so. Christy Neidhart. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, if you're in the market for a, to buy a house or to sell a house, kn-team.com is where you want to go. Uh, if you are in the market to give away or buy books, books for international goodwill is where you want to go up on defense highway. You can get more information at parolerotary.org and that has all of the different programs that you do there. I know you get involved with, um, you park at the Naval Academy too, don't you? Or is that Annapolis? We
1: do. We do the Naval Academy game parking, which was has been cut back. Yeah, this yeah. Year pulled that us. right <laughs> out of yeah. this year. Yeah.
0: The Rotary is doing such, you know, great job. I think it's uh, it's exciting to see some younger blood in there. Yes. You know, it's it's just a, a wonderful community organization, and I, you know, I applaud you for what you've done in your career and giving back and continuing to do so. We'll check in in about a year and see how you like that whole presidency thing going. Okay. So it's a good, good change between now and yeah. then. But uh, again, thank you very much. Folks, go to kn-team.com and check out the listings that you have. How many houses do you have listed right now?
1: We are down to three active listings because and they're coming on today because as soon as they come on, they're they're gone in a couple days. But we have 18 homes pending under contract currently.
0: Good for you. Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. This has been a bonus podcast from I on Annapolis. Please visit us at ionannapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at ionannapolis. Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.